Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bishop Mortimer's Day Off. Y'all know the routine, because every day is a day off when you're dealing with a fat bitch like me. So today we are getting into Chapter 5, aka The Trial of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening to me, because I know I am not the easiest to listen to. Sometimes I be stuttering, mispronunciating things. It be sounding crazy when I be listening back to it. So I just want to thank you guys for uh, tolerating me and doing charity by listening to this podcast and also don't forget rate my podcast leave me a nice little review if you feel like it no pressure uh four or five stars i'd greatly be appreciated and also uh just to let you know sorry side note um the salem backstory will be out tonight i just gotta start editing it and stop talking so yeah a double episode will be out tonight now let's get back in to chapter five chilling adventures of sabrina chapter five the trial so So today we are starting off in Riverdale in the drama club where we find Betty and Veronica. They are practicing for the iconic scene of the Weird Sisters in Macbeth. And um, they have their friend who's a black girl. But remember, this is in the 60s. So they realize the theater teacher is being a little harder on the black girl. The theater teacher is a little racist and they're like, just overlook her. Betty and Veronica was like, you don't have to worry about that for long because you know how Mrs. Grundy has this nature club? She wants you to be a part of it. The nature club is a pretty much a cover for their coven because remember, I told you guys in the first episode, Miss Grundy is the high priestess of the Riverdale coven of witches. They're pretty much trying to get the black girl into the um, group. And she's like, yeah, I'll definitely think about it because I do need more extracurricular. And right now the black girl is just a cheerleader with Betty and Veronica. We meet in the Fox Forest every day. There's empowerment. Uh, we all have our own power. And then Betty and Veronica like wink at each other like, <laughs> and they're telling her like, you know, even though there's a lot of studying involved in practicing, uh, you'll love it. And she's like, for the forest club? And they're like, yeah, it's a different type of forestry. It's a different type of greenery we use. And I'm like, I bet. Veronica was like, don't worry, because at the end of this group, honey, you will have power, Nancy. True ancient power. That's the black girl's name, Nancy. Sorry for not telling y'all. And then Betty was like, yeah, and sisterhood, being a part of something eternal. She's like, I have no idea what you are saying, and I don't have time for it anyway. I'll see you two tomorrow. Bye. Veronica's like, you can lead a horse to water, but that doesn't mean she's going to drink. And I'm like, that shit is the truth. But yeah, Betty pretty much says, you know, we'll recruit her another time. She's black, you know, in the 60s. The disenfranchised and oppressed are easy pickings. It's only a matter of time. And then all of a sudden, a voice comes out of the background. Speaking of oppressed and disenfranchised, Madam Satan comes through a portal. And she's like, honey, the trial of Sabrina Spellman begins in the witch dimension. And everyone must play their part. And so Betty and Veronica's like, oh God, this faceless ass bitch needs us now. The girls fly over... Uh, Riverdale into the Greendale Forest to help Sabrina. Meanwhile, now we're with Sabrina and her family uh, in the Witches' Council, and they are having a meeting, because remember, Sabrina broke uh, witch law when uh, Harvey crashed her dark baptism, so now she's on trial, and they're trying to tell her, like, girl, you did a lot, so they make her swear on the dishonorable gospels, and they're like, honey, for breaking witch council, 
you must go through the three levels. And then they also show like flashbacks of when Sabrina's father was on trial for a dating a mortal. And it just shows flashbacks between like how his daughter's on trial now for ruining her dark baptism. And he was on trial for breaking witch law and marrying a mortal, which was Diana Spellman, Sabrina's mother. So they play back and forth between those scenes. And it's like, it's really kind of iconic, you know? And then the judges are pretty much, you know, given the unorthodox upbringing, commingling with mortals you know why you're here sabrina uh, zelda and hilda are like honey what do you mean about sabrina's upbringing we raised her and i'm like honey enough said the judges are like there is suspicion that you colluded uh, with this boy conspired with him against the church of night and i'm like if sabrina wasn't even baptized yet she really didn't belong to the church tonight. Her family did, but she didn't. So that's what's the odd part about it. But Sabrina was like, I will never tell a lie to the dishonorable judges. But meanwhile, she had her fingers crossed behind her back because she's like, honey. You no know, judge is like, okay, there's a way to tell if you're lying or not. The first test is quite simple. Place your hand in the fires of damnation. If you've lied to us, your hand will burn. If you told the truth, your hand will remain unharmed. And then Zelda stands up. She's like, honey, this is insanity. That test hasn't been used for centuries and then uh hilda's like yeah that's very puritanical that's what the puritans used to do to us witches but honey you know what they say if you don't learn from the mistakes of the past you're doomed to repeat them a la here we are in the present and sabrina's about to get her hands dipped in the fire and sabrina's like it's all right aunties and sabrina opens up her hand and dips them in the fucking fire the bowl of flames and it doesn't even feel warm to her Zelda and hilda's like oh thank thank Belzebub because honey I thought she was gonna get her hand burnt off meanwhile in the uh, woods Veronica's hand is being burnt off so what happened was Madam Satan is pretty much making Betty and Veronica absorb Sabrina's pain and they take her pain so she isn't seen like a liar and punished by the council so pretty much in layman's turn Veronica and Betty are Sabrina's voodoo dolls while she goes through these trials for them the council to see if she's guilty the second judge is like honey well she passed the, the fires honey let's see if she'll pass the witch needle Hilda's like another fucking test are you kidding me Zelda's like honey the coals of truth proved her innocence and they were like and this will too the witch needle is simply for confirmation the bailiff will drive the needle through the open palm of the girl's hand if the blade passes through without drawing blood you'll be free to go and then Sabrina's like but sabrina extends her a hand and she's like stick it through baby and that's what he does and it goes right through her hand and not a drop of blood is found and then meanwhile here we go in the forest again all of a sudden betty's hand has a hole through it and she is just gushing out blood and then betty's like it hurts so bad and madam satan's like bitch come on hurry up you're a witch Well, well, it would appear that your innocent has been confirmed, in which case Sabrina Victoria Spellman, by the powers invested in me, by the High Council of Witchery, you are proven innocent. And then next thing you know, Sabrina turns around to the uh, dishonorable judges and she's like, now just to let you know, I can't get tried for this again. And they're like, no, you cannot miss. And she's like, good, Sabrina did not got time for no double jeopardy, baby. Meanwhile, so they get home, right? Zelda's like, honey, you did so well, Sabrina. We're very proud of you. And now we can put all this nastiness behind us. And Sabrina's like, aunties, I'm exhausted. It's been a long day. I skipped dinner. I'm going to bed early. And Sabrina sees Ambrose, and Ambrose is like, hmm, I'm surprised you made it back whole, especially going up against the council. And she's like, honey, you don't even know the half of it. She's like, I got to sleep for at least about 13 hours. And she goes into her room, 
by herself and locks the door. And she's like, finally. Next thing you know, this voice comes from behind Sabrina. And she's like, you're not you're tired, not are, tired you? are you? You can't be, not yet. yet. And guess who it is? Madam Satan, a.k.a. Miss Porter, sitting on Sabrina's windowsill. Just like a schoolgirl. And it's like, oh, you too old for that. Hello, somebody? She's like, honey, you survived the trial with my help, but the real work just begins. And Miss Porter extends her hand, and they fly through the night sky into the woods of Greendale. They land, and Sabrina is introduced to Betty and Veronica. And Betty's holding a spell book of resurrection. And they got a sweater of Harvey and a whole bunch of other tricky like candles they draw the pentagram on the ground and these hoes begin to fucking chant and madam satan turns to her and said before we resurrect anybody i gotta ask you again honey are you sure you want to do this and sabrina's like honey more than anything and like madam satan says honey once raised he won't go back to the grave easily sabrina's like i've never been more sure about anything in my life miss porter then they begin to chant in this ancient latin text and then all of a sudden the wind begins to pick up as the winds begin to pick up they begin to get there's a coldness around them and the girls start to go in like these epileptic seizures of dance and triumph and victory and next thing you know and mrs porter aka madam satan's like hold still witches and then they're like, what are we holding still for? And they would like to see a sign if it worked. And all the candles blow out. That's a spirit being released from the earth. And Sabrina's like, Harvey's? And then Madam Satan's like, hopefully. Uh, Madam Satan tells the girls, well done, witches. And now we go back to our daily lives and we just wait. And, you know, when you're grieving and stuff like that, waiting is the hardest part. So we see scenes of living their daily lives. And Sabrina goes to the movies with Ambrose. Then the next night she goes to the uh, bowling alley with her auntie. She waits uh, on the porch night three, petting Salem. And just she's just waiting, you know. And then we go over to the woods and the ground breaks. The earth has cracked open and a hand is extended and we flash over to the kinkle home where the father and the mother are sitting there talking about their grief and how they miss harvey and how they're going insane and the mother's like he's gonna come back my son will come back to me and then the father's just like so over the grieving process he's like just give it up he's not coming back he's gone he's like let's just be lucky we had a nice 16 17 years with him and uh she's like i don't accept that meanwhile in the woods Harvey's body is coming up from the ground and the cold night air is rejuvenating his spirit back into his body. He has awoken. Meanwhile, Sabrina's on her porch still wondering where Harvey is. Cause she's like, honey, we're on day three or four now. Is he coming back? Cause honey, one thing about Sabrina, patience is not her virtue. Her virtue. You know, meanwhile, Madam Satan's at her house in a bubble bath with her face off, talking about just chilling, life is good, you know? And then Madam Satan, as she's slowly submerging herself under the water, she says, by the prick of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. And suddenly there's a knock at the Kinkle's door. Harvey's dad looks suspiciously. They get an ill feeling as a cold breeze will go through their house. And the mother says, it's him. I can sense it. And the father's like, I don't got a good feeling about that. Don't answer it. Next thing you know, she's running towards the door. The father gives chase to attack with the mother. She's like, stop. You are not opening that door. I don't know what the fuck that is. And then they hear a voice says, please open the door. I'm so cold. For God's sakes, don't let it in. It? You're afraid of your own son? Your mom's coming. 
But the father grabs her and yanks her back away from the door. And he's like, damn it, Martha, I won't let you. And then she's like, let me. You don't have a choice. She grabbed that fucking uh, glass, glass lampshade, and she cracked that bitch over the head. And he is out like a light. She takes the bottom part of the lamp and beats his face in until he is a bloody dead pole. All of her anger, all of her grief in that moment that she's been feeling for these last couple days, she took out on her husband's face. And she says, you have no faith, George Kinkle. You gave up hope. And this is a house of faith and hope. And then she turns around covered in her husband's blood. One second, baby. Mom's opening the door for you now. And Harvey, with a stone face, says, Hello there. She's like, Harvey. And Harvey, with a slick smile, leans in and says, No, I'm sorry. Harvey doesn't live here anymore. Then who are you? Harvey leans in with a slick smile and he says, Dear lady, my name is Edward Spellman. And judging by the fresh meth on your floor, I'd say we're going to get along just fine. Next thing you know, at Sabrina's house, it is the darkest hour, the witching hour, the, the rain. She gets up. She says, please let it be Harvey. Hello? She hears somebody, a man say, Sabrina? Sabrina, it's me. And Sabrina starts to cry, Harvey, you're back. And then with Harvey standing in his living room, he says to Sabrina, I'm back and I can't wait to see you. Next story, Salem.